Welcome to A Court of Swish and Flick, A Court of Thorns and Roses podcast. To the people who look at the stars and wish, we welcome you to the ninth episode of A Court of Swish and Flick. And this episode is sponsored by Kendra Wilkins. Thanks, Kendra. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you. you. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And today we are going to discuss chapter eight of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Don't get pricked. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh my God. (laughs) This isn't like Sleeping Beauty. Tiffany I almost that. said you something, said and then I was like, what podcast is this? And then I was like, oh, this is court. I can say, don't get pricked by a prick. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing we've said on this podcast is prick. <laughs> I literally said to Tiffany, I'm like, you missed me dropping F-bombs left and right. She's like, it's Swish. It's all right. Or court. Whatever we are on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Court is uh, now in session. That's court is so now. Let's go. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and please share this episode with your friends because we want to make more friends that like court. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> follow us on Facebook and Instagram at a court of swish and flick and on Twitter at ACOSF. This is our first live recording so thank you welcome to our patrons who are with us on discord if you would like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash a court of swish and flick supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive facebook group and our exclusive discord channel which is super fun and i love chatting with them about books besides just this one i mean we talk basically just like a lot of sjm books in this discord channel so um So yeah, today's our first live recording. We're going to be doing these monthly now. We'll be posting the dates ahead of time so that you guys can know when we're going to be live on Discord. Um, And our episodes will also be coming out early for patrons as well, posted to Patreon the weekend before. Thank you all so much for your support. If you have any questions or concerns, you can send those to our email, which is acourtofswishandflick at gmail.com. Very good. Very good. What a wild start. I mean, <laughs> court is now in session. <laughs> Do we have I to buy that. a gavel? Swish, Swish has a bell. Court should have a gavel. What Can are we, we going to bang it for? Order Every time they bang, we bang it. Oh, <laughs> just wait it's going to be a minute. But, flames, but, but yeah, <laughs> every time somebody bangs, we bang it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. I I think that's a, a business purchase. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Searching. I think your business manager yeah, would say no. <laughs> Katie's a non-existent business manager. You have lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about this. So Feyre is pretending to wander through the gardens. And as she's doing so, she's like mentally marking places that she could either like hide when she needed to or escape and she's thinking a lot of this is a lot of like inner thoughts of like what has been going on and so Tamlin had taken all of her weapons and she's like there's not going to be any ash trees in the area to make anything like substantial and new so she doesn't have anything 
But she's like, there's got to be an armory somewhere on this property. And she's like, I'm going to find another one or I'm just going to steal something different to make a new weapon. She's trying to figure out a way out and to protect herself. She's going to make a shiv out of a toothbrush. <laughs> Do you ever see them brush their teeth, say? though? <laughs> <laughs> make a shiv out of a toothbrush. I don't know why I thought you said vibrator. <laughs> I did not know where you were going what? with that. I don't know. I don't know. Are you even here? Goodness me. Uh, and she's sitting right next to me. Yeah, you're going to be fine, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after, like, inspecting her room, there's no lock on her window. So sneaking out down, like, out the window and rappelling down the vines is not going to be a problem. So she's actively planning an escape. And these are ideas and plans that she's going to, like, mentally have in place if they are ever needed. She's not dumb. This is not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does say it says not that I plan to escape, escape, but it was a good to know at least how I might right. do so. Yeah, so if, which like, was like time, interesting. If it ever came, because I mean, she does end up needing to get out eventually, but more than once. More than once. She's always in like that flight or fight mode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah she's just yeah. been forced to be programmed that way. All I can mm-hmm. think about when I when I read like a lot of this book the first time I just kept comparing her to Katniss Everdeen oh like yeah. she just reminds me so much of Katniss, Katniss Everdeen <laughs> the girl oh. on fire <laughs> one volunteers and one does <laughs> anyways so Feyre doesn't doubt what Tamlin said about the blight that was put on the lands of Prithian and that anywhere like outside of his court would be deadly for a human. Those things were probably true. And she's better off here than out there on her own. But she still wants to have someone help her plead her case to Tamlin to go back home. And so she thought that that person could be Lucian. But like, Um, why is my question? Like I get, um, like I like Lucian and I see it works well, but like what makes her think he would plead her case? Isn't well, well, she she thinks about this. Yeah, she actually uh, goes through that thought process that it could be him because uh, is it Alice? Mm-hmm. Is that how we're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, Alice. Okay, Alice. So Alice made the comment that Lucian's pretty much the only person that will give Tamlin shit. You know what I mean? And able to like talk to him more openly and freely than anybody else. Which is interesting when you think about how they do interact with each other. Cause it's not like, yes, that's true. But like he gives him like nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They I, have such not a wrong. weird relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, it's like Tamlin wants to be his friend, but he's like, nobody. I'm like the high Lord over here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like they aren't like, they'll, they'll call them friends, but I'm like, they're not. Are they though? Tamlin? Like they it's, aren't. It's a boss employee relationship if anything but like he's not even really his boss i mean he is but he's not he has a complex for sure that like Mm -hmm. i think that that's what like stunts the friendship at a certain point is like tamlin's weird complex agreed absolutely agreed Mm -hmm. um so when like going through the thought process of like how she's gonna like talk to lucian and talk him in to talking to tamlin for her Blah, 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 you know, playing telephone. 
Um, <laughs> so she thinks back to her days with her family and that she's like not the most socially adept of like people in the world. But she is able to talk to people at the village market and able to sell hides. So that's something. So she's like, she, uh, what do you have that? A self-awareness. She has self-awareness that she's not like the most, uh, she can't like flatter people easily is what she's thinking about herself. But she's like, maybe I have enough that I can make this actually happen. And so... Lucian might be the answer to her being able to go home um, because he doesn't want her there. And he even suggested killing her earlier. So maybe he would be able to talk Tamlin um, into finding another way to fulfill the treaty. And so Pharaoh walks up to this bench and it was in an alcove that was blooming with foxglove when she heard two pairs um, of light, quick feet on the gravel. And I was like, what's well, foxglove? I know it's a flower. Is it poisonous? It's pretty. It's a glove it made is of pretty. fox fur. It, it is doesn't pretty. mean it can't be poisonous. But I, I don't <gasps> know if it's poisonous. Well, let, me, let me read a little bit about this. Tall and stately foxglove plants. I'm not going to read the science name because it's weird have long been included in guardian areas where vertical <laughs> interest and lovely flowers are desired. Foxglove flowers grow on stems, which may reach six feet in height or two meters, depending on That's taller the than variety. You. That is taller than me. Tiffany, it's an easy thing. It's digitalis. What would you say? Purpuria. That's how I would say it. It's easy. I mean, digitalis. <laughs> What's easy for some people isn't easy for other people, Sasa. Okay. I suppose that's true. It's easy for me to reach the top shelf. It's true. And it's not easy for me. It's easy for me to kick you in the kneecaps. That's what's easy. <laughs> Anyways, they come in white, lavender, yellow, pink, red, and purple. I love the purple ones that are in this picture. Oh, there's yellow ones behind it, too. But it's very pretty. Mm -hmm. They look like little trumpet flowers, you know? Mm -hmm. I like it. Yes, May. Um, it is poisonous. So Me it, too. <laughs> it contains <laughs> toxic cardiac glycosides. Ugh. And ingestion of any part of the plant can result in severe poisoning. This is to humans. So, like, not just animals, but it is poisonous to animals as well, obviously. But you can get nausea, headaches, skin irritation, and diarrhea. She nausea, heartburn, indigestion. Tea. And then he'll just have diarrhea. When you said cardiac something, I was like, does it, like, make your heart stop? Good God. I will say, though. Yeah. I do like this flower. It's pretty. It is, pretty. <laughs> it yeah, is on Megan. the Megan approved flower list. <laughs> I approve of this flower. I approve of this poisonous flower. <laughs> she would. My name is Megan and I approve of this flower. <laughs> it's pretty on brand for you. Okay. So here's a quote. I lingered at the edge of an open field of lanky meadow butter. Of lanky meadow buttercup. Sorry, that was weird. The vibrant green and yellow field was deserted. Behind me arose a gnarled crab tree in full glorious bloom, the petals of its flower littering the shaded bench on which I'd been about to sit. A breeze setting the branches rustling, a waterfall of white petals flittering down like snow. And I really liked this um, description because it is a beautiful place. 
even though it would wreck my allergies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, think of poor Cassian. Mm-hmm. I know. I did think of that as I was writing this. I was like, he would be just miserable and want to leave immediately, like he does he later is. on. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's I liked that descriptor because the garden is a beautiful place, and so the spring court is beautiful. You can't. You cannot I mean, unless, deny. unless you hate flowers, which is bad. Megan does. Whatever. So Megan <laughs> might not want to stay there. <laughs> I just don't like geraniums. That's the only flower you don't like. No, that's not true. Correct. I don't remember. You know <laughs> Grass isn't a flower. I know. I'm just saying that was that was the other big big one. Anyway, <laughs> so Farah is scanning the garden and the field very carefully, uh, watching and listening for these two sets of feet that she had heard. And there's nothing in the tree or behind it, but she still gets this, like, prickling sensation down her spine. And she thinks to herself, like, I'd spent enough time in the woods to trust my instincts. So, like, she isn't just paranoid because she's skilled at this stuff. Um, Someone is standing behind her, maybe two people, and she hears a faint sniff and a quiet giggle (laughs) far too close. Thank you, Katie. And her heart leapt into her throat. But as soon as she glances over her shoulder... There's only a shining silvery light flickering in the corner of her vision. And she thinks, I have to turn around. I have to face it. So she, like, hears the gravel crunch. And the light grows larger, separating into two small figures that are no taller than her waist. But that is when Alice calls out for lunch. And she whirls around, ready to yell to Alice to alert her to whatever was behind her. But the shining things have vanished. I'm not positive. What these are, um, Katie was kind of helping me, and she sent me that she thought maybe they were nymphs. That's what I thought. So this is just like from Wikipedia. A nymph is an ancient is in ancient Greek folklore, and it is a minor female nature deity. Different from Greek goddesses, nymphs are generally regarded as personifications of nature are typically tied to a specific place or landform and are usually depicted as beautiful maidens. They are not necessarily immortal, but they live much longer than humans. Um, So they're, like, divided also into, like, various subgroups. So there's, like, I'm not going to try to pronounce these names. I'm just going to say what they are. So, like, ash tree nymphs, oak tree nymphs, freshwater nymphs, sea nymphs, and mountain nymphs. Freshwater nymphs. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> but like freshwater aren't plimpies or aren't we um like don't we see nymphs another time? Is that like so what the the things in the water are? Those called? were water wraiths. We do wraiths. hear oh, okay. um right. Gwen in Silver Flames. Her grandmother was a water nymph, I believe. Okay. Um, because I believe I, like, her. Felt like I remembered hearing that. Yes. Or a river nymph. Did I say river nymph? I believe that's what Gret, said, Gwen's. I don't I think know you what said you said. Water nymph. I think, yeah, but I yeah, think river water, nymph. But... Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but my, like, are those, are you saying like the, you think the nymphs were the statues or like the people? The not voices. people. The voices. So why? Because I was curious. I'm like, who are they? Yeah. So why are you saying a nymph? I'm just curious. I don't, know why I, don't know what I, thought, it was. I don't know why I thought that, but just because I hear wood nymph, I like I've heard that before, and I'm like, maybe that's it. I don't know. I think of Hercules. Yeah. When Phil is chasing the little wood nymphs and they change into trees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Was That's fine. I want sweet cheeks. Genuinely <laughs> was just wondering because I like wrote in my notes like who is that or like was that part yeah. of like the court that he's just hiding from her um, or even That's what like I was thinking like I, I was why does she like, see that the magic? light? Yeah, yeah. Like is it the magic that he is like? What do they call it? Oh, <laughs> glamour. Glamour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say glimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Like going back like to uh, whatever that's called. I can't remember the name. We just talked about it. Hunger Games. Yeah, isn't that the one girl's yeah. name? Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah, I was also thinking of Hercules. Shout out to Disney teaching you the stuff. Right? Except that story is incorrect kind because of. his mother <laughs> is not Hera. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she's looking at two weathered statues of lambs as she, like, turns around to yell to Alice. And she thinks, like, what were they? Alice calls her again, and then she goes inside. But she couldn't just, like, shake that feeling that someone was still watching her and that they were, quote, curious and wanting to play, which just, like, sounds dangerous in this land. Stay away. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Do you think this is the same creature that then later tries to lure her out? Oh. Because oh. now it's like, oh, I found, I found some prey. Mm. Coming in hot, Kate. Is that the the? But bog? there was only no. Boggy. I don't think so. The bog no. is when she's out with Lucian and the, they're on like, they're walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably read this book in its entirety again. Like, Yeah, because you didn't want to. A puka. Puka. Oh, yeah, a puka finds its way into the garden to lure. Okay, finds its way into the gardens of the spring court outside Tamlin's Manor. Feyre, outside at the time, is lured towards it as it appears to her as her father. Mm. That would make sense. But she does say there's two, and now there's one. But maybe, but they're, maybe they're. But maybe the other one was waiting until they lured uh, her further away. Mm-hmm. So it was just mm-hmm. one of them. Diabolical. For sure. Because it does say here the puka's true appearance is unknown as it only appears in the series disguised. Oh, wait. Disguised as Feyre's father and sisters. It changes shape. That's right. Yeah. That one does change. It's like in chapter 11 when she and I think end of chapter 11 when she sees the puka. (laughs) Okay. So she goes in and dinner is the only meal that she has been invited to attend but she doesn't really care about that because she couldn't really imagine three meals a day with Tamlin and Lucian and considers that like in her words she says that that would have been torturous <laughs> just you wait <laughs> foreshadowing to real torture <laughs> the dark humor it's the dark humor for me <laughs> Uh, okay so in her mind she's thinking like well if just sitting at this fancy table with them for an hour makes them think that she's docile and has no plans she's gonna endure it um so while lucian is talking to tamlin Feyre, we find out later not so slyly steals a knife and slips it up her sleeve because is it lucian who says that he knew i think I can't remember which With one. The, one later of them on, Tamlin's, yeah. like, Tamlin's like, you took okay. the knife. 
Yeah. Um, so her heartbeat is so fast that she thought that they could hear it, but none, neither of them seemed to notice. But they did. Um, so her mind starts to wander. She thinks maybe she should pity them for being stuck in those masks because the blight that infected their magic and their people. But the less she interacts with them, the better. Because she's she's clearly just like not – she's not trusting them yet, which is absolutely fine. I mean – she was taken from her home, so. Um, especially because Lucian seemed to find everything she said to be hilariously human and uneducated, which has to be super frustrating because there's absolutely prejudice on both sides here. So, like, mm-hmm. he's mad because of how she views fairies, but he straight up does the exact same thing back to her. <laughs> so. I think for him, though, like, his is just coming from a place where he's hurt because, one, his friend is dead and, like, she doesn't, not even sorry about it. Um, but he also is like very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he, I don't want to say like he has a privileged background, but he kind of does compare it to like what she's had to do because he literally like yeah. later on does not get the concept that like she doesn't hunt because she likes to, right. she hunts because she, she, hunts has, because she to. has to. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. not something that he's ever understood. Um, so yeah, yeah, Katie. they got, they got issues. I also feel like that's extra hurtful for to her too because she feels uneducated, Mm -hmm. right? Because she is illiterate at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. So that I think that's something in the back of her mind that like she feels not good enough. So then to have someone laughing at you constantly for those things, and like she doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, like her being uneducated like that isn't her fault. So like, I think that she's already frustrated with the fact that like her sisters are more educated than she is, and. Like, there's nothing she can... She feels there's nothing she can do to fix it at this point. Yeah, because she doesn't have time to or anything, you know? And then- well, and, like, uh, you know, when whenever she was living with her dad, like, Nesta wasn't thinking about taking the time to sit her down and help her because Nesta didn't think about it, you know? I also think, Corey too, Lane. that, like, they didn't have... It didn't sound like they had... Um, like books and stuff too at the yeah. house. So like, what are you, what are you going to read when you what don't you have read, anything right? to read? Yeah. Um, or yeah, to write with learn? or to write on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like favorite later on does say when she's talking to Reese, um, that she knows her alphabet and you see her later on. She does yeah. know, she, she does some. know a little bit, but she doesn't yeah. know. Cause like, uh, Tamlin first offers to help her learn um, and she says no to him. One, this is still when she's like doesn't trust him and doesn't like him. But also the way that he approaches it is different than how Reese does because he yeah. straight up calls it a shortcoming for her and she's immediately like put off by it. And Reese doesn't say that. He just says, write these lines. I'm fucking great is basically what he has her right now. I'm so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pen tush. that has like the phrases that he makes her write. <laughs> So funny. Um, okay, so she can't like snap at him at Tam or not Tamlin at Lucian though. Like it wouldn't help her win his trust. And she, as Tiffany was saying, is like thinking maybe if she can like befriend or like get him to trust her, he can help convince Tamlin to let her leave. So she's studying. Lucian's red hair and the jewels on his sword and she thinks maybe it's more for decoration because there isn't anyone here to use the sword against but actually I think it's just because everything that is there is invisible to her (laughs) so she doesn't really know 
Well, yeah, she doesn't know like the whole story too. But like, he also's going out into the woods. Like, they're not just empty. Yeah. He's not getting right. lost. Like, uh, what's his face from Let It Go thing? What's his name? Why can't I think Christoph? of names today? Yeah, I am Let lost in thing. the woods, <laughs> north and <to> south. <laughs> Um, and then she's also thinking, like, she's wondering if he lost his eye in battle and shudders thinking about it. Alice said that this house was safe, but warned her to keep her wits about her. So she's just like, if something that powerful could lose an eye, like, how scared should she be? Oh, she's she just trying be to scared. listen. Alice is built. To Alice's words. You just keep your wits about you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Look at what you wrote, Katie. Me? Yeah, your very first word. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's pronounced. If you say it, it's pronounced. (laughs) Uh, So she wonders what could be beyond the house. Like what's out there that could use her own human senses against her. And she's going to find out not too long from now. Um, And she wonders how far does Tamlin's order of like, anyone leaving her alone not touching her go and what sort of authority does he hold because right now she has no idea that he's high lord mm-hmm. um solutions smirking at her because she's like staring at him but not really looking at him and asks if she's admiring his sword or trying to think of a way to kill him wink wink and right <laughs> and she says of course not and looks to tamlin and she notes the gold flecks in his eyes <laughs> <laughs> so sexy. And she's thinking, shoot, like, did she, did he hear me take the knife? Was it just like a little whisper of metal on wood? Um, she reminds herself to like be civilized, behave. You're trying to win Lucian's side. So Tamlin breaks the silence and just says out of nowhere that Feyre likes to hunt. And she's like, no, I don't like to hunt. I do it out of necessity. And she's like, well, how do you even know that anyway? Dude's been super uh, observant, which I feel like may come with the fairy territory. Like, you just pick up on those things faster than a human would. Um, But he's like, why else would you be in the woods that day? You had a bow and arrow at your house. And he kind of pauses on house, and she wonders if he was going to say hovel. Uh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure that later on... God. I'm pretty sure that later on, Tamlin, like after they that she's gone a couple of times with Lucian hunting, he like um, him and Lucian get into it, and then Lucian tells her like I can't ride, like go out with him, and he she's like I don't really want to hunt, and he's like Well, what would you rather do? And then she admits to like not liking hunting. So like you already had this conversation, but you weren't really listening to her, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sir. a sign, sir. Red flag. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at it. Truly, it's a red flag. Mm. But yeah, like she already told you she doesn't like to hunt. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so Tamlin goes as far as to have noticed the difference between Feyre's hands and her father's hands. So like Feyre's are scarred and callous because she was the one doing all of the grunt mm-hmm. dirty work for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was also the one that told her father about the rations and the money for the pelts and how to take care of them in that short, like two minutes she had to say anything to them. Mm-hmm. And he says, fairies might be many things, but we're not stupid unless your ridiculous legends claim that about us too. And all Feyre takes from that is ridiculous, insignificant, 
Like she really like she doesn't have self esteem like no at all. For sure. Mm-mm. She hasn't had time to even like think about any sort of self love at all because she's just been trying to survive and make sure that her family stays alive. Um, so she looks down at her leftovers on her plate and she's thinking, at home I would have licked this clean. I would have been desperate for any sort of food. Um, and she's thinking about like how she actually says disgusting these plates are because she could sell one of these and buy like a team of horses, a plow, a whole field just for one of these things. So we get some more random questions as uh, Lucian asks how old she is. She's 19. And he says, so young and so grave and a skilled killer already. Feyre tightened her hand into fist. This has to sting because like, yeah, I had to grow up in a short amount of time. Thanks for pointing it out. Yeah. Um, and she's struggling with her promise to her mother again, which I feel like we see a lot during this book. So, like, she goes back and forth between, like, I have to keep this promise. And then Tamlin says, your family's taken care of. And it kind of, like, relieves her a little bit. Um, yes, Tiffany. How old was she when her mother passed away? Eight. If you read the full chapter, it Tiffany. It's it been tells a long the- time since I made this doc and read it. Um, at the end of chapter nine, I think nine, no, eight, I lied. Um, just because, like, I feel like, I don't know, there's something different about her mom. I think that's a story that is going to be important Mm -hmm. coming in the next whatever book, books, um, just because I feel like eight years old, you're a kid. Right. Not to say you can't keep promises, but she feels so um, loyal to her mom, even though their relationship wasn't ideal. Like it just feels different. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? But I wonder if part of it is because like it almost seems like her mother didn't even like deign to think about her. So like the first time that she ever like has anything to do to talk to her and it's like you need to make sure like this family stays together. So it's like, wow, the first time, like now she's tasking me with something. Now she views me as someone important that I need to do this. I don't know. I could see where you're coming from too. I, I, you, where I, I do think that there's something in their background. Yeah. Um, Cause even like with the dad, sometimes it makes me feel he like her dad's not even her real dad. No, I think he is. Cause she even says that she has his lips and stuff. Yeah. Maybe they're magic. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> no, but like he, I know he like comes through later on, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. I feel like Feyre is so different. I don't know. We I don't just know. don't have I, the whole story yet. Yeah. I don't disagree true. with you. Okay. But I also think when I, so when I was doing my notes today, I was rereading and then I was diving into like the other books to find bits and pieces to like corroborate what I was thinking. I was rereading like the section of um, right before the battle when like her dad and all of them come and like um, whatever his name is, Marion's uh, like husband, mate, whatever, doesn't know that the man that like the human male that came and like with the ships and did all that stuff has no idea that that he's talking that he's talking to like that man's daughters. He just said this guy like found out that they were traitors, tr- the queens. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has three daughters, and so like he wants to fight for them. And then they're like, Yeah, like these are their daughter, like two of them, because Elaine's wherever Elaine is, and Nesta and Feyre are with um 
they're people like they're all in the sky talking um so like the way it sounds it's like he knows more than he's ever let his kids know Mm. you know what i mean so like i think yes i think there is something behind that but i also think part of this might be like a magical thing where like her mom may have like make sure this is important because she really and if you think about what her mom has asked her to do she does do that minus like her dad dying but like Mm -hmm. she does keep her sisters alive she does do what she's kind of promised to do you know she does take care of them yeah yeah (laughs) yeah long story short (laughs) did you no okay well right now she's struggling again with that promise whether she has fulfilled it or not so today, currently, Tamlin looking at looking out for her family isn't the same as her looking after them. Um, and she's still like clinging on to this little dream she has, like her sisters are comfortably married off and she has a lifetime with her father. There's enough food for both of them and like maybe there's a little bit of time to paint or learn something that she actually wants to learn. Um, so she says, I could still cling to that scrap of a scrap of a dream though these high fae would likely laugh at how typically human it was to think so small to want so little i just think that's kind of sad you're gonna have it all girl just wait well not all because her dad is dead but like she does like she does make it happen where like they for the most part are on their way to all being happy healthy and like you know Thriving. she gets to paint and help kids paint you know Mm-hmm. So, favorite is basically thinking. Um, I don't know what the saying is, but I wrote, "You can catch more flies with honey and not vinegar." And I, I don't know what the saying is. So anyway, she's gonna attempt to um, seem more interested in them, so like to get more in- information out of them. <laughs> so she asks what they do for with their lives, you know, besides saving humans and eating nice meals, basically. <laughs> Um, and Lucian being himself responds with, we also dance with the spirits under the full moon and snatch human babes from their cradles to replace them with changelings. It's amazing. <laughs> and so I looked up changelings and like, if you've ever like consumed, I would say like any media, like TV shows, movies, books, whatever, like about Faye, I feel like this is always like a component, especially when there's also like humans and like moral people involved. Um, at least I know that I have encountered this in things I've consumed, media and whatever I've consumed. So on just Wikipedia, it says a changeling, also historically referred to as an oaf, I guess, is a human-like creature found in folklore and folk religion throughout Europe. A changeling was believed to be a fairy that had been left in place of a human stolen by the fairies. Um, like, I think even... Oh, was I watching... Um, outlander i think there was like an episode where like they were gonna leave like a dying baby like in a tree because they thought it was like a changeling and she's like no you're just leaving like a baby like this is not a thing um so it says a changeling is typically identified by a number of traits in irish legend in irish legend a fairy child might may appear sickly and will not grow in size like a normal child and may have notable physical characteristics such as a beard or long teeth they may also display intelligence far beyond their apparent years as well as possess uncanny insight a common way that a changeling could identify itself is through displaying unusual behavior when it thinks it's it is alone such as jumping about dancing or playing an instrument can you imagine if you were like i saw my three-month-old playing the banjo 
<laughs> the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> so it says, though, this last example is found only within Irish and Scottish legend. Um, Interesting. Says, yeah. So, like, it says a human child might have been taken due to many factors at, to act as a servant, the love of a human child, or malice. Often, my, uh, uh, well, Most often it was thought that fairies exchanged the children. In rare cases, the very elderly of the fairy people would be exchanged in the place of a human baby so that the old fairy could live in comfort being cuddled by its human parents. Simple charms such as inverted coat or open iron scissors left where children sleep were thought to ward them off. Other measures included a constant watch over the child. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like things and I'm not going to read it all because it goes on for a long time, but I just thought it was like interesting. So if you want to look up more, Google it. <laughs> Thanks. Someone, uh, Katie, Katie T in the chat said she brought up, um, how they used to think that babies who were really colicky mm -hmm. were changelings, which is, Ooh. oh, that's so scary. Like, it's and then so Emma sad. Rose said, yeah, they treated sickly babies as changelings too. Yeah. This it's used to be really like scary. a thing when yeah. they, before they believed in science and some people still don't. So that's scary. Mm. <laughs> so I laugh and it's really not funny. <laughs> if we don't laugh, we'll cry. Right. True. True. So True. Tamlin asks if her mom ever told her about them. Basically like your mom ever told you stories about us. Um, and this kind of like makes her a little bit, it's not said it makes her uncomfortable, but her body language is uncomfortable because she starts like tapping with her fingers or something. Um, and she basically is like, no, because she says we know. And we've just discussed that her mom was not interested in her. Like Nesta notes later on that like, and, and granted like, Nesta, well, here's the thing though. Nesta and Elaine aren't that much older than her, but like by the time she was growing, like she, her mom did not really acknowledge her all that much. She seemed like she was there for her husband, did not care that much about her kids. Um, I don't think she thought that Feyre had anything of value to add to society because she made sure that Nesta and Elaine like knew what their roles were going to be and obviously didn't care enough about Feyre to even help her learn to read. Whatever. Any whoosies. So Feyre just says that her mother didn't have time to tell her stories. And I said, ouch. And then I said, emotional damage. Like that reel that's been going <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah. Because truly, like these children well they're not children anymore but their whole lives has just been a lot of emotional damage mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. they have to work through it and it takes a long time yeah so quoting from the book it says lucian for once didn't laugh and then i said there's a male who also knows what it's like to have shitty parents and a traumatic upbringing so while she says this and he's like yeah i get it one, his father's a literal piece of shit. Um, it doesn't seem like as much as like, yes, he's t said to be his mother's favorite, but like how much, how much did she, I don't know how much she did for him in the way of like helping him where like she, I think she did what she could, but also, uh, we know that Baron is a piece of trash um, right. and abusive. It's not really his dad. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to tell Jen something. I'm like, yeah, there's something that happens with Lucian. We're like, but I can't tell you, but it's so great when like Fira figures it out. But I'm like, 
you gotta read. <laughs> That's literally one of the best scenes when she says it to um, Reese, and he's like, "Holy shit! Holy <laughs> shit!" Because they're like all in the room together. It's like, yeah, that's your daddy. Just, just to put a Maury, Maury kisses you enough. Oh gosh. Uh, I hope he I hope he finds out before Baron dies because and in, in my head canon, I think he's gonna die. I guess not head canon, but my theory is Baron's gonna die. Yeah. Slash hopefully he will because I think yeah. has a, I, don't like I think him. his story is gonna be really interesting. Yes, agreed. Um, agreed. Yeah. Going back. So then Tamlin asks her how her mom died. And so she had never mentioned it. At all, but Tamlin basically was like, well, he noticed that her house had, like, a lack of any evidence that there had been an older woman in the home. So then Feyre says that um, she died of typhus when she was eight, and then she's, like, getting up to leave. So I went to the good old Google to look up typhus. Um, It's also known as typhus fever. It's a group of infectious diseases that include epidemic typhus, scrub typhus, and murine typhus. Not typhus. Typhus. Um, symptoms include fever, headache, and a rash. They typically uh, begin one to two weeks after exposure. Um, I'm trying to think. Vaccines have been developed, but none are commercially available. Hmm. Prevention is achieved by reducing exposure to the organisms that spread the disease. Treatment is with the antibiotic doxycycline. I feel like I am allergic to that, but I could be lying. Epidemic typhus uh, generally occurs in outbreaks when poor sanitation conditions and crowding are present. While once common, it is now rare. Um, Let's see. It says typhus has been described since at least AD 1528. The name comes from the Greek typhus, meaning fever or delusion, describing the state of mind of those infected. While typhoid means typhus-like, typhus and typhoid fever are distinct diseases caused by different types of bacteria. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I don't know if it will tell us like what the... Um, like rate of death is, you know, I'm yeah. guessing like back then, obviously medicine's like not really like a thing like it is now. Um, so like, I'm sure people were dying a lot. Yeah. Wow. It says, let's see. This says during the siege of Baza against the Moors. This is in Spanish in 1490, no 1489 AD during the war of Granada. Um, there, that's where like the most, the first reliable description of typhus appeared. It says these accounts included descriptions of fever, red spots over arms, back and chest, a tough attention deficit, pressing, uh, de- progressing to delirium and gangrenous sores and the associated smell of rotting flesh during the siege. The Spaniards lost 3,000 men to enemy action, but an additional 17,000 died of typhus. So I was looking up to see, like, if, because I didn't know what the uh, bubonic plague or the Black Death, like, what, like, disease that actually was. It's Mm -hmm. different, but I was hoping to make a connection. But But anyways, her mother died of typhus. So is leaving. Um, She's, like, up out of her chair. She's, like, turned. And Tamlin calls her name, and then he tells her that he is sorry for her loss. Um, and I wonder if he, like, makes it think of his mother, who's also dead. 
I don't know. I might be reaching. And then, um, quoting from the book, it says, I didn't want or need his condolences. Not for my mother. Not when I hadn't missed her in years. Let Tamlin dismiss me as a rude, uncouth human, not worthy of his careful watch. Um, And I spelled human wrong. (laughs) So then she decides, um, she's back in the room, she decides it's going to be better and more worth it to have Lucian talk to Tamlin on her behalf than to keep trying herself. Um, so she starts to pack a satchel full of things that she might need, like if, and when she's like able to escape basically and to leave, um, mm-hmm. which is funny cause she wasn't at the beginning of this chapter was not right. planning to escape. Um, but she wants to make sure that she's like able, like ready and able to, to leave at a moment's notice, you know, just in case. And when I was reading this and then like really the next chapter, it makes me think of like all the parallels between um, this, this section and Wings and Ruin when we already know in Wings and Ruin, she is high lady of uh, the night court, right? And she's just there. It's kind of like the Trojan horse kind of a thing. Some trouble. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she like, gets a bag ready and packed to leave. Uh, she knows she's going into the woods with Lucian and like all of the others. Uh, and she's ready to go. And like at that point, Alice also helps her and she's like, please leave. But like in a nice way, because she knows that like favorite one is never going to stay there. Cause she's literally married and made it to another man, but also like, she's not happy. <laughs> but yeah. The parallels. Very good. Very good. That's it. Very good. That's it. That's all we got to talk so, about. At least today in this rip. chapter. Yep. There's no more books at all. This is the end of yeah. uh, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're done. Yeah. Well, friends, you can follow your hosts all on the gram of Insta. Myself and Meg are at the Peaches family. Tiffany is at Tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is at O'Malley. That's three H's. <laughs> What's this last part here? Is this for what this episode is for? I don't know. So, uh, Amy Lou, Mary Sue put it in the chat and I thought it was really cute. Okay. Amy Lou, Mary Sue. To those who look at the stars and swish. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for your support. We appreciate you all so very much. So take care and remember only you can decide what breaks you. 